The Ray Bar Effect by Dr. Stephen Cabral. Page 174. Gluten-free starch risk. Starches are often a source of debate among experts due to their unwillingness to stay open to the fact that different people require varied levels of carbohydrates. Ayurvedic medicine has known for thousands of years that the bada body type or ectomorph needs more carbohydrates to decrease cortisol, keep up with energy demands, and calm the central nervous system. It's also why low-carb diets are crippling for this body type. However, the kappa body type or endomorph does well with less starch and a lower daily carbohydrate total coming mainly from vegetables. Regardless of body type, each individual can do well with some form of a gluten-free starch as long as they are active. The amount will vary depending on energy, metabolism, hormone, and weight loss goals. If you are looking to lose weight, it may be best to keep your serving to just a half cup at lunch and dinner or just at lunch until you reach your weight loss goals. Here is a list of low inflammatory starches, root vegetables, yam, Japanese yams, sweet potatoes, and yuca. Gluten-free grains, oats, rice, quinoa, amaranth, millet, and buckwheat. Fruits list. Fruit is easily the most misunderstood healthy food. We are told it makes us fat, raises our blood sugar, and causes hormone disruption, but this simply isn't true. Fruits can exacerbate all of the above stated conditions, but it isn't the cause. An imbalanced body that can't metabolize sugar at a cellular level is a real issue. Actually, scientists have determined that much of the cause of heart disease is from inflammation caused by a wide range of factors including dietary toxins, environmental toxins, a high omega-6 to omega-3 fat ratio, and a high refined carbohydrate and sugar diet. Not a diet high in fruits, vegetables, fiber, and healthy fats. Having said that, for many people on the healing protocol are looking to lose weight, you may want to eliminate fruits or limit your consumption to just berries for the first few weeks before introducing other types. This will give your body time to regulate its metabolic process while emptying your rainbow of the current sugar load on your body. After this removal period is over, here are a handful of the healing fruits that are loaded with vitamins, minerals, and anti-cancer compounds, or anthocyanins, that you can add back into your diet. Lower glycemic. Blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, cherries, strawberries, kiwi, green apple. <clears throat> moderate glycemic, a moderate glycemic, apples, oranges, grapefruits, higher glycemic, watermelon, mangoes, papaya, pineapple, bananas. Final notes. In the last part of this book, I will be providing you with an exact 21-day protocol I use for detoxification and diet in my practice, but for now, I'd like to leave you with a simple meal plan that puts it all together for you. The Empty Your Rainbow Meal Diet Plan As I started at the very beginning of this chapter, all human diets should have the same core ingredients, healthy fats, vegetables, and fruits, a clean source of protein, little to no processed food, uh, little to no processed foods, and lots of water. 
So here are my top recommendations to ensure you are keeping your toxin levels low and emptying your brain bowel at the same time. Eat mostly whole foods as you would see growing in nature. Consume very little, if any, boxed, bagged, or processed foods. 60-80% to 80 of your diet should be plant-based, vegetables and fruits. If you eat meat and fish, it should be pastured, grass-fed, or wild. Your fruits and vegetables should be organic, especially the dairy, dirty dozen. Try not to fry your foods in oil. Add your oil after as a dressing. Drink half your body weight in ounce of water each day. Start your day with an easy-to-digest breakfast. Aim for a smoothie to start your day. Exercise. Where did we go wrong? Just like the diet fads and crazes we see promoted in the media, we have that same hype machine working with exercise. One day Pilates is fast, then HIIT, then Tabata Man. Most people are confused as to what to do and after more than 250,000 client appointments, what I see is that most people fall into one of the following three categories. 1. Sedentary. This group is easy to describe because they are not currently exercising. They may consider themselves active, but no weight training or cardiovascular exercise is happening on a daily or even weekly basis. They either tell themselves they do not have the time or they simply abhor the thought of working out. 2. Cardio only. This group is following well-intentioned but outdated recommendations from over 40 years ago that suggest long-distance cardio and running as a, what is the best for health. The problem is that long-distance endurance-based training has now been proven to cause a microscopic tears in the heart leading to potential cardiac issues. It's also one of the reasons why marathon, marathoners often die at a younger age despite their healthy lifestyle. 3. Hardcore workouts. This last group follows the men mentality that if a little is good, a lot must be better. A lot must be must be better, and if a lot must be better, then crushing your body with each workout makes it the ultimate way to exercise. The problem is that working out this hard, ex uh, working out this hard causes even greater stress on the body and can rise cortisol, inflammation, and blood sugar levels as a response to that trauma. I too was believed in this level of exercise. Where we went wrong. In a moment, I'll explain the proper way to exercise if you want to enjoy a lifetime of results. But for now, let's talk about how we got to so far of track so that we know what to fix in the first place. It seems to be a forgotten concept that exercise is supposed to mimic natural human movement for what our bodies were meant to do. We were born hunter-gatherers with the ability to sprint walk long distances, and use our strengths when needed to fight, throw objects, or build things. However, the human body is also de de designed to conserve energy and not overexert itself due to increased caloric and metabolic demands. This is also true for most mammals. Knowing this, we can now extra extrapolate all the information we need to create workout programs built for how our bodies were meant to move. 
This means that if humans were given a powerful Achilles tendon and a large Achilles tendon and large glutes, that largest muscle in your body for sprint, sprinting short distances, we can begin to see how running long distances may not be such a good idea. And if we are over over exert exerting ourselves with long strenuous workouts that never include periodic lighter weeks, our bodies are going to break down and get injured. You also run the risk of increasing your blood sugar, inflammation, and hunger levels, potentially leading to added fat weight gain. Since that's the last thing anyone wants, it's important we begin to explore why we got into working out in the first place. Humble beginnings. 20 years ago, I began helping the clients transform their bodies through both resistance, weight training, workouts, and cardiovascular work. The programs were sound, but they could have been greatly improved. I used to use a lot more machines with my clients in the late 90s, and we also did more running than the ideal amount. Around the turn of the new millennium in 2000, functional training had become more in value, and those that kept up with the research moved to more natural human movements. This included exercises using mainly free weights like dumbbells, cables, and stability balls. This is well before the TRX and kettlebell movement became popular, but it was a start to teaching people to value how their bodies moved naturally versus being forced to do a movement in fixed pattern, like machine circuits at gyms. Functional movement has now grown to include all types of equipment as long as it allows your body to move naturally unobstructed and in an innate range of motion.